listening to PetLifeRadio.com. The Obehave Show is brought to you by organically grown catnip from Ducky World. Yay! It's Obehave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, if dogs could talk, I mean really talk to us, what would they have to say? I mean, what's their big beef with us? And I'm not talking about sharing our T-bone steak. I mean, what are their hopes, their dreams? What gets their tails wagging in a happy motion? What aggravates them into turning the couch into confetti? Now, when you think about things... People talk about Dr. Doolittle, but by comparison, our special guest today make Dr. Doolittle just that, do little. Our guest today did more than just talk to dogs. They listened. I mean, really listened. And the results is a mutts read book filled with wit, whimsy, and a lot of dogitude. The book is called Things Your Dog Doesn't Want You to Know, 11 Courageous Canines Tell All. Now, these brave dogs are letting the cat out of the bag. They're revealing canine secrets kept for centuries. I was delighted with this book, but the book has already gotten praise from one of the top dogs in Hollywood. Comedian Steve Martin sums it up best with this quip. I laughed. My dog howled. All right, enough of my yapping. It's showtime. Let's get some special pause and applause to the awesome authors of this book. Hi, Conrad and Jeff Johnson. Hey, welcome to the show, guys. Uh, well, thank you, Arden. Thanks for the invitation. We're happy to be here. All right. And, the, you know, the car, the check, and the trip to uh, Australia are, are in the mail. <laughs> Excellent. I will wait for them. But, you know, you can't always depend on the post office, so no guarantees. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'll carry your pigeon, perhaps. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Now, listeners, you're in for a real treat. I mean, for the first time, you're going to learn what dogs all over the planet are yapping about when it comes to sharing a life with us two-leggers. On this special show, you're going to learn and hear about the tales of Orson, a self-proclaimed bulldog foodie. There's Bandana, a brainy but bossy border collie, and my personal favorite, a poor mutt saddled with the foolish name Moonbeam. Okay, all this and more after we pay for the show by taking a commercial break. So I want everyone to sit and stay. We're going to be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Yow! Cats go crazy for Ducky World's catnip, especially the new cat balls. Ducky World's products are organic and they actually work. They make your cats go yow with delight. The true cat's meow is yow from Ducky World. Check out yeowww.com. Yow! Let's talk pets on petliferadio.com. 
All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the All Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. My special guests today are Hi, Conrad, and Jeff Johnson, the co-authors of a new book called Things Your Dog Doesn't Want You to Know, 11 Courageous Canines Tell All. It's so wicked and witty and whimsical. And how's that for alliteration, you guys? <laughs> That's perfect. All right. So let's get on with the show. Let's meet our guests. We're going to do this in alphabetical order. So there's no little <laughs> going on. First up, we've got Hi, Conrad. Hi is uh, for all you monk and white collar TV show fans. You can thank Hi. He's been the, one of the original writers for that award-winning show series, Monk, starring Tony Shaloub. And he's also a writer and consulting producer for season two on White Collar. That's one of my favorite shows. It's on the USA Network. You know, characters like Neil and Mozzie and Peter, the FBI agent. Um, yeah, we had a you, lot of fun with those guys. Oh, my gosh. And you're also a mystery writer. One of the books, Rally Round the Corpse. That's a nice, catchy mm-hmm. little title. I want all of you after the show to dash over to his website. It's very easy. It's his name, HiConrad.com. It's H Y. Conrad.com. Hi, thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, it's totally our pleasure. We're we're into our dogs now, and we've had schnauzers for God for like the past twenty five years at least. We've had schnauzers, so um, you know we are totally dog people. We go to the dog. We take them to the dog park every day, and you know they meet all their friends. You got too many schnauzers now, right? We've always sort of had too many's. Their beings just changed throughout <laughs> the years, but uh, we. Uh, we like to keep it down to two. And what are the names? We have Nelson, who uh, is just a puppy, and you may I may be yelling, uh, you know, bad boy a few <laughs> times, but that's not directed at you. And then Charlie's about 12, and uh, so okay. we, got, we kind of got Nelson to keep uh, Charlie young. My dog, Chipper, is a golden retriever husky, 60 pounds, and her boyfriend, I know Chipper's got a boy's name, but I like to golf. Chipper's boyfriend is Buddy across the street, a miniature not so miniature schnauzer and and he's like yeah 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 <laughs> I think that means I love you or I really like love to say, you <laughs> hey hey hello 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 hello, hello, hello. hello. so schnauzers are anything but shy obviously one of our characters is a uh, schnauzer and uh, I saw named that. him Charlie after our Charlie all right and next up um very patiently waiting in the wings is Jeff Johnson and he's got a Ph.D. after his name, and I'm just thinking in the canine world, that probably means pretty happy dog. Is that right? <laughs> uh, at one point, it meant psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> so if there, uh, I guess, you know, when we wrote the book together, High brought all of his humor experience from writing shows like Monk. And I guess I brought the, um, the psychological <laughs> experience of... Uh, not a pet psychologist, but understanding people and understanding how uh, what people thought of their dogs. So we sort of <laughs> approached it from two different uh, perspectives, and that's what we ended up with. You know, that's uh, a pretty good combo, though. You guys complementing your skills, that makes it pretty powerful, don't you think? We brought completely different skill sets <laughs> to it, <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was great, which meant we really didn't argue too much about details because we really had two different points of view and we were lucky enough we got to include both of them in the book <laughs> so, all right there were little discussions and, uh, like um would axelrod know what 
linoleum is. <laughs> That's right. What would the dog call <laughs> the floor? Would it know the difference between marble tile and linoleum? Well, not Axelrod. No, <laughs> Axelrod no. wouldn't, of course. No, not no, a, no, uh, no. I, I not a yellow lab. I think Bandana would, but um, but let me finish with your your little intro so people know how awesome you are. You're kind of a top dog in the ad world. You're a general manager of Kramer Grisalt. Is that pronounced right? That's in it. The, yeah, oh. in New York City. Uh-huh. Oh, my. That's a big title. And you've also the author of The Hourglass Solution, A Boomer's Guide to the Rest of Your Life. And you know what? You have quite a nice online advice column you team up with Paula Foreman, and it's called Short Answers. It's on the Huffington Post and a bunch of other places. And your pet connection is you're on the board of directors for the Florida Keys SPCA. In fact, you guys are both uh, kind of down south in Florida, right? We split our time between being up north in New York City and down south in, in Key West. What a so. nice right, nice option. <laughs> oh, I know. We're really lucky. <laughs> so we don't take anything for granted. All right. Well, that's the guys we got on our show, and I want to get into the book right away. But first of all, how did you guys meet? Was it a magical moment looking across the room? No. How did you two so we, we've been, different we've worlds? We've been friends for uh, over over thirty years. So, um, and this book was we had always wanted to uh, to get a chance to work together on a project. And when we got the idea for this, we thought it'd be the perfect thing uh, to do together. So, how did it spark? I mean, Jeff, when did you guys get together and say? Yeah, we got to get into the dog's brain. Well, I mean, obviously, we've always been dog lovers. And I think one of the things that's always interested me is how people make things up about what their dogs are thinking. And they'll pretend that they know exactly, oh, my dog is telling me this. You know, my dog is telling me it wants to go home. My dog is telling me that um, it wants to go to the neighbor's house. My dog is telling me. And, of course, people just made it up. They just right. completely make these things up. And it seemed interesting. Well, how could we ever figure it out? And one night we were actually watching television together. And there was a whole string of commercials on for things like um, titles, um, things banks don't want you to know, the things the government <laughs> doesn't want you to know, the things the FBI doesn't want you to know. And I think it was High who said, well, yeah, how about something really interesting like things your dog doesn't want you to know? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and it was true. It just, all of a sudden, it said, how much fun would that be to, to really write a book from the dog's perspective? And it started out, we really just started a little blog doing it. And uh, pretty quickly, it turned into a book. And as you'd mentioned, we did it from the perspective of 11 different dogs from kind of all walks of life. And I think anybody who reads it will probably have a favorite dog <laughs> in this mm -hmm. group. And yeah, that's um, good. So that's really how it started. It was just one of those ideas that, that comes to you when you're thinking about something else. <laughs> And I will tell you, if I had a choice, I would prefer this book over things that the banks don't want you to know. That's a little drier than, than this oh, yeah. book is. I mean, I'd eat a bowl of kibble before I'd read the book about the banks, but seriously. <laughs> hey, hi, come on in. You're yeah, ready we have to, to emphasize that this is, this is basically a humor book. If there was ever you know, a, a discussion between what's really going on and what would be funny, we always went to what would be funny. I think there's a kind of truth to that because none of us really know. I mean, there are all these books that, that tell you what your dog is thinking and that your dog is a member of the family or is a pack animal or is this or that. But, you know, at the end of the day, no one really knows. They're like this universe to themselves, and I think that's what's terrific about dogs is that as close as they are to you, you have no clue about them. 
No, I know. I wrote the dog behavior answer book, and now I'm thinking, man, what a sham book I've written. <laughs> um, no, that's not what we meant. <laughs> I don't care. I can take it. I can take it. All. Just well, kidding. Just kidding. It was also why we, we wrote from specifically 11 different dogs' perspective because yeah. anyone who owns a dog knows that dogs truly have their own personalities. And so we have one dog in the book who absolutely loves costumes. Loves, loves when his two owners dress him up in costumes, he's in heaven. Right. And we have one dog who just despises it and well, thinks good, it's ridiculous. And that's, I think, true because not all dogs like the same thing in any regard. Right. And, I agree with that. And even, you know, there's one dog that eats constantly and tries <laughs> every day to trick their, its two owners into believing that neither one has fed him. So Are you talking will, about Orson? Yes, yes, Orson. <laughs> Orson. So, so. Wait, we got to say Orson like this, Orson. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I think I, I apologize in the intro. I gave Orson Dimple's name by mistake. Pardon me, because Dimple's is the boxer. So I had food on my mind, and I just my brain was full of dog food. So oh, Orson, is the, no is problem. The Dimples is the dog who um, is the mother who's giving advice on how to raise her kids. Let's run down some of these guys because there's only 11. I I mean, I would like Hi to maybe take the first five or so and and Jeff. Sure, sure. So here comes the announcing. Wait a minute, let me do the drum roll. (laughs) Okay, that's it for our high tech here in the audience studio. Go for it. All right. Well, we'll start with Axelrod. And Axelrod's a yellow lab. He is by far our dumbest dog. And uh, his bio says he lives in the suburbs with his family and a yard with an impossibly high fence. <laughs> he has graduated first in his private obedience class three times in a row. Yikes. So uh, he just gets everything wrong. He's, he's sort of stupid but lovable guy who loves you. Okay. And then um, next is Bandana the Border Collie. And, of course, like uh, most Border Collies, uh, you know, bossy opinions about everything uh, bandana, he runs the household. It couldn't go on without him. And so, you know, he gives advice on, on uh, how to run the household and, you know, why it's normal for him to chase cars. And uh, he um, has his little Napoleon complex going there. Yeah, he's definitely and type A, is, isn't he? <laughs> yes, Dumbos is very, very type A. He will, you know, um, herd your children and uh, <laughs> uh, just like any border collie. And the next is Dimples, who's a female boxer. She recently gave birth to <laughs> Mutt Jr. and Runt, who mm-hmm. are her uh, two kids that she's, um, she, so she's a single mom. Mutt Jr. and Runt are still living at home, and uh, almost all of her uh, columns are about, you know, giving advice about puppies, you know, how to stop them scratching, how to stop them doing this, how to stop them biting. And uh, it, it, she's very much on her, her boy's side. You know, she sides with the, uh, with the puppies on most of her advice. Okay. And let's see. And then there's Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell's one of my favorites. Is we, it was always easy for us to write for Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell is a Chihuahua, very very spoiled. She lives in a mansion with Margot and uh, Margot's equally uh, human daughter uh, Brianna. Tinkerbell can shed, but she prefers not to. She's she, a purse my ride dog too, isn't she? Yes, she has quite a few shopping adventures as she is <laughs> carried around in uh, Margot's purse from store to store to store. And the little Tic Tac uh, episode, too. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, All right, uh, and next uh, up? Uh, next up is Orson. Orson's a bulldog, and uh, Orson's world revolves around food. 
you know, he has two working mommies, and uh, they reluctant, and they indulge his obsession with food, and every adventure that Orson has is somehow related to foods, like, uh, you know, words that he understands, and, um, you know, how to trick them into eating more food, and sitting underneath the table at dinner every night, and he wrote, I think he has one column about exercise, but it's more about food than about exercise, so. Um, well, you know, on your jacket cover of your guys' book, Things Your Dog Doesn't Want You to Know, I love this from Orson. You know what? I want to eat and eat until my skin explodes. Then I'll be happy. <laughs> we have had dogs like that. I mean, they 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 just uh, and I think I think technically it may even be possible to happen. I don't know, but uh, Orson definitely wants to prove that theory. Good thing he has a lot of skin flaps. He can hide a lot of food there. It is true. I think that's why bulldogs have so many skin skin flaps, so yeah. they do not explode. Yeah, and they probably are packing their you know snack for the day in there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. You want to take the rest of that? All right, Jeff. Uh, sure. The next dog is Sophie. Sophie's a cocker spaniel. She is the oldest dog in the book. She has eighteen kids of her own, and. Wow. Uh, 168 grandchildren. God knows how many great-grandchildren she has, <laughs> uh, has uh, had over the years. She has had the most stable life. She's been in the same home her whole life and has a lot of advice for younger dogs and future generations. And if we have any um, poignant, truly poignant moments in the book, and I think there are a few, they tend to be with Sophie, who uh, is really sort of living out her twilight years and, uh, and enjoying herself. Yeah, um, that's, she's sweet. She's a very, very sweet dog, a very wise dog. I mean, uh, the next dog is Sarge. Sarge is my personal favorite of actually in the book. Uh, Sarge is a German Shepherd and a working dog. Um, unfortunately, Sarge is always losing his job. He's always oh. getting fired. He gets fired for um, some obvious reasons when he's a drug-sniffing dog at the airport. He gets fired from the junkyard because he's not able to uh, attack the right people. He gets fired from his job as a hospital dog. So Sarge is really, really just looking for permanent work and just through all sorts of unfortunate circumstances, loses job after job after job. Then, of course, there's Charlie, who's the miniature schnauzer. And although Charlie is named after our dog, that's where the resemblance (laughs) ends. Charlie is a foster dog. And unfortunately, Charlie just gets sent from foster home to foster home to foster home. And uh, as an aside, I just know from my work at the SBCA that there are actually a lot of dogs like that. Even the pure breed dogs, it's not always mixed breeds. Even pure breeds sometimes get fostered from home to home to home. So Charlie has those experiences along the way. So the next dog is um, the one you'd mentioned before, Moonbeam. Moonbeam's a mixed breed dog that lives with a new age follower. And Moonbeam is probably one of our, oh, I don't know if we'd we'd, uh, call Moonbeam sarcastic, but Moonbeam does not understand this new age stuff. Her owner is a vegan, thinks that Moonbeam should be a vegan. Of course, Moonbeam sneaks uh, jerky treats, as you might imagine. Um, (laughs) Does not understand the crystals and the incense and the mysticism and the Ouija board and all of that. So Moonbeam has... um, has a good time making fun of her owner. And, of course, she absolutely, absolutely hates her name. Then we have Gabby. Gabby is a long-haired dachshund. She's just reaching uh, puberty at uh, this point. She's at that very awkward age where she is 
really understanding and noticing boys and but what she doesn't get is why every now and then the boys just wildly fall in love with her <laughs> and she mm, falls in love in with the them air. for a little while and then it all disappears and she's back to normal again so she's going through that very awkward girly stage and she is very girly she loves the bath and she loves what she calls going to the spa she loves going to the spa and the last dog is Rufus. Rufus is a bloodhound and Rufus is a country dog that has a young boy who's his owner. And unlike what you might think of as a country dog, Rufus's dream, his just wild dream in life is Rufus wants to be a famous dog on Broadway or in the movies. And when his owners aren't there, Rufus plays the uh, Broadway cast album to Annie over and over and over again and uh, tries to learn how to tap dance. And you know how sometimes when dogs are, are sleeping and they'll wildly move their legs, people will say, uh, oh, that dog is dreaming. It's, it's chasing a rabbit or running in the woods. Well, that's not Rufus. When Rufus <laughs> wildly uh, flings his legs about when he's sleeping, Rufus is dreaming about tap dancing on Broadway. So that's Rufus's dream. I so, can just visualize a bloodhound in a tutu. That's just kind of what's popping in my head right now. <laughs> well, you know, Rufus does. <laughs> Bloodhounds are probably not natural tap dancers. <laughs> no, no, but that's okay. He's got big hopes and big dreams. Everybody we're speaking with, hi, Conrad and Jeff Johnson. They are the authors of this really great book, Things Your Dog Doesn't Want You to Know. 11 Courageous Canines Tell All. They're going to be actually autographing, I think, a couple of books, right? You guys good up to pick up a couple of books? Absolutely. All right, so we're going to announce that in the next uh, Pet Life Radio e-newsletter and my newsletter, which is cleverly called Art and More Knows Pets. And we'll be able to get your paws on an autographed copy of this book. It's really awesome. I mean, possum. And we're going to talk more with Hi and Jeff after we take this quick commercial break. So everybody sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is John O'Hurley reminding you you're listening to the Obehave Show with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I am so happy to have Hi Conrad and Jeff Johnson in the house. I haven't heard a single in the back. They've been, they've been good boys. Pets. They're sitting right by my desk. But let's talk a little bit. You know, you guys have this pet connection, and let's go with Jeff. Jeff, you are on the board of the Florida Keys <laughs> SPCA. That's it. All yes. right. What got you on that board? A lot of well, bribery biscuits or what? You know, <laughs> It simply was because there was such a, a need for pet care, even in the Florida Keys. People think of that as perhaps sort of a paradise that uh, 
everyone can take care of their pet, but oddly, we get about 2,000 dogs and cats into the SPCA in Key West every year. And I think the economy has really hurt people so that a lot of them can't afford to take care of their pets or they're moving into smaller places where they cannot have pets. And I think it's a national issue. It's certainly not just in the Florida Keys by any means. It's a, it's really a national crisis in some places where these pets are being abandoned and we need to do everything we can to help. So that's why I joined the board because it's a need. And I encourage everybody across the country to do whatever they can for their SPCA. It's a great, great, great organization. Yeah, I used to live in Florida. I was a reporter and editor at the Sun Sentinel in Fort Lauderdale. And I used to go down and see the polydactyls and at uh, Ernest Hemingway's house, the uh-huh. cats with all the like 17 million paws. I think those cats are pretty well off, though. I think uh, Ernie took good care of them. They are well, those are some that are well taken care of, these six-toed yeah. cats, yes. Yeah, they're like, we don't even have thumbs. We don't even have to write a bestseller, you know. We, <laughs> we had uh, Ernie in our back pocket, you know. So what's your pet connection? Hi, I mean, you seem to be surrounded your life always with dogs. And what's the attraction and what do you hope this book will do for miniature schnauzers and other dogs everywhere? Well, we've uh, had miniature schnauzers for, I think, like uh, for 25 years or, or so, and uh there's nothing special. We, I love dogs for the same reason that every dog owner does. I work at home a fair amount. I'm a writer. And, you know, I used to bring them into the office at the Monk, and uh, they were like the uh, house dogs. And Jeffrey started a policy at his advertising agency where, you know, it's a dog-friendly environment now. And uh, oh. five or six people in his office uh, bring their dogs in to work. How did the star Tony feel about petting your dog? And as Monk, the character, he probably wouldn't go near it. Well, Tony was on the set most of the time, and the writer's room was separate. In fact, the writer's room was on the East Coast, and the show was being filmed on the West Coast. But Tony would drop in a couple times a year and uh, to go over storylines and um, talk to us. And the dogs were generally well-behaved. <laughs> generally? Um, no, he was generally, yes. We have one dog who's fairly needy, who uh-huh. uh, will scratch you until you pet him. I've had dates like that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's never fun. You know, it's not going to happen again. Yeah, just thought it was. Well, you know, it's so sad. People in Key West, of course, wear shorts most of the time, and Charlie, the insistent dog, will scratch at people's legs when they come over. If you try to ignore him, he will scratch your leg until it starts to bleed. Oh, so, my God. <laughs> we, we, I'm wearing armor, air-conditioned well, armor when I come see you guys. Exactly. You know, you've made me feel so guilty because I've been listening to your show and it makes me feel like we have done a terrible job of disciplining our dogs (laughs) and and that we need to be much more diligent because we all know it's about the owners. It's not about the dogs. Jeff, the shrink, if I may, you know, I've learned that it's really training the people, not the dogs. The dogs are pretty consistent. It's getting the people to come on board, but that's a tough nut sometimes. It is, and yeah. it's consistency that's, that's so. I mean, it was the same thing, obviously, in psychology with people. It's the consistency of the message. And, uh, you know, we try to, we see so many dog owners, but we sort of try to keep our mouths shut when people, <laughs> not if they're abusing dogs, that's one right. thing, that's different. But if they're just being inconsistent or trying to, we have friends who try to rationally speak to their dogs and explain to them why not to <laughs> chew the shoes. And, you know, you just roll your eyes and say nothing. <laughs> Can't you see that, you know, that I forgot if it was a Gary Larson comic or it's 
the person's giving this big speech and the dog's hearing blah, 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 name, blah, 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 treat, blah, 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 no, blah, blah, blah. I mean, seriously, I think I would be the same. <laughs> exactly. Ron has a little column in which he talks about the words that he understands, you know, and how right. it took him to understand what his name was. And he still doesn't understand what his nickname is. I know. We give dogs kind of crazy nicknames sometimes. And, you know, if you've got a dog like Axelrod, who's just barely grasping his own name, I mean, you could really confuse the canine with giving him other names, right? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And people don't understand that they think that the dog will understand any variation (laughs) that (laughs) that they might throw at it. Axelrod finally figured out that the word Axelrod is... That's the sound you make when you're paying attention to me. Give that dog a little bone. He's trying, you know. (laughs) That's so funny. We are speaking with Hi Conrad and Jeff Johnson. They are the authors of a great book, Things Your Dog Doesn't Want You to Know, 11 Courageous Canines Tell All. And they're going to be autographing not one but two. And you're going to find out the details on the Pet Life Radio e-newsletter coming up and the Arden Moore Knows Pets e-newsletter. Before we leave, I just wanted to say, how in the heck did you get Steve Martin to uh, give you a nice book blurb? Steve and I wrote a TV show together. We wrote a pilot for a show for uh, ABC that never got on the air. So we're kind of old friends, and he's been very supportive and very generous. And uh, so, you know, as usual, it's always a personal connection. And he's a big dog lover. Yeah, does he have any dogs? Okay, all right. Yeah, he has a dog named Roger. And uh, actually, I think Roger's dead now, but uh, that was his uh, companion for years and years. Well, that's good. I mean, the way ABC's going, I think they should revive your uh, pitch. Absolutely, absolutely. Will you give them a call for us? Yeah, you know, I have such clout. I'm sure they're going to... Arden, she doesn't even need a last name. She's like Cher, Madonna. Yeah, Arden's on the phone. We better go. We got to take that call. Move over, Entourage. We have Arden on the line. Yeah, no problem. Hi, it's done. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I knew this was going to be a good interview. (laughs) And you know what? Like I said, I haven't had any caffeine. I don't need it. I have you guys as guests. And before we leave, is there anything else you'd like to share? Because we do want people to go to the website. It's thingsyourdog.com. I like that because it kind of leaves you hanging. thingsyourdog.com. <laughs> well, you know? the book is dedicated to the um, Florida Keys SPCA and to... Um, it's an, open, it's open, an open door shelter. You know? yeah. It's an open They'll door take- shelter, which we think is very important. And okay. um, the book is fun. I mean, I, I think the main thing that, that people will know is it's... I think the art director did a phenomenal job. Dean, who himself has eight dogs... Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Let's do a shout out to Dean. Dean, pronounce his last name. Stephanides. I knew one of you guys could get it. Yes, his work is brilliant in here. I'm throwing my name in. Uh, I've written only 25 pet books because one of these days I'll get it right. But if you ever need a <laughs> cat doesn't want you to know, I'm the former editor of Catnip, and I my house, I'm graciously allowed to stay in it thanks to Zeke and Murphy. So if you ever want to bubble up about cats, I can hiss and tell. Excellent. If we, it, absolutely. We will come to you first for advice. All right. <laughs> I think that one would be really good. <laughs> Any of your listeners have questions about their own dog behavior? If they want a real answer, they can have to go to you. If they want a funny answer, we'll be happy to send them a funny answer. Yeah, because you do have a nice little blog going on the uh, site, thingsyourdog.com. It's really great. And I do appreciate that. I thank you both. I wanted to give a big pause and applause to Hi Conrad and Jeff Johnson. Uh, You guys, this show went a little bit over, but we just had too much to talk about. 
but I think you've hit on a brilliant book, Things Your Dog Doesn't Want You to Know, 11 Courageous Canines Tell All. I'm giving a hug to Moonbeam, hoping the name will get changed, and uh, hoping Tinkerbell doesn't eat too many Tic Tacs in the purse. But there's just so many other things that I don't want to tell you about because I want to get you as curious as a cat and go out and get the book because you're going to help, and it's dedicated to the Florida Keys SPCA, a very, very worthy shelter organization. Guys, thank you so much for being on the show, and at this time, I also want to thank my producer, Mark Winner. He makes this show happen each and every week. Old Behave is one of these shows on this network. It is the number one pet radio network on the planet, and uh, there's a reason for it because of Mark. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's Oh, Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand. This is the place for a special paparazzi treat, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>